Welcome back to Keep the Pulp. I'm Sharon, and today I have a very, very good friend of mine who's joining me, Monica. Hello. So Monica is another friend from high school. We met almost a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> Such a long time ago. What's our friendship like? Well, you know, our nickname for each other is WMC. So yeah. we're each other's wife, mother, and child. We play all the roles for each other, you know. I think it sums it up pretty nicely. I agree. Actually, I think most of my girlfriends are really versatile. Mm-hmm. And I think you were one of the first people to like actually coin that in a friendship. Like we put WMC and I was like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely back in the day, I was definitely more child and you were more mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think we come to equal points now. We contribute yeah. the same amount. <laughs> wow, I don't really remember mothering you that much. I feel like, like I was you... very like lost in high school. <laughs> I was just about to say, I only remember you getting physically lost. Like, your sense of... Uh, you know what? And 10 years later, guess what, Sharon? Nothing's changed. But you're not as metaphorically lost anymore, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Ah, uh, so funny. <laughs> but we always bust together, and that was nice. That was mm-hmm. difficult. You oh. taught me a lot about taking the bus. I was lost. You know... Oh, we were just children. But it's okay. We've actually grown quite a bit, like, in both senses. Um, yeah. Actually, we really grow physically, to be honest. I think we're, like, this exact same <sighs> I know. We look the same as we did in high school, honestly. Maybe, like, a little bit different. Like, more tired. Them eye bags grew <laughs> in real well. Yeah. I think our, our faces are less plump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay, people, remember when we used to go out, some people were like, are you sisters? Because I think we have the same type of, like, face shape. Yeah, that was really weird. I was like, well, I don't think we really look alike, but I guess, like, the face shape, definitely. Also, I'm, like, a lot shorter than you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if anything, you think I'm her mother? No. <laughs> okay, I'm not that much taller, I'm just kidding. But, like, you know, I was like, there's quite a lot of differences here. Monica's a really good boyfriend height. That's yes. what you said. Yes. Which is a perfect segue into our topic today. Yes, perfect segue. Oh my gosh, I already want to apologize if we're like laughing a lot. You know what, it's Friday after a long week of work mm-hmm. and so we just both are decompressing and this is just like a girl chat. So yeah, it is what it is. is the best. Yes. Yeah. You know what, actually I don't apologize for that. <laughs> I just sort of feel bad. Anyway. Yeah, so on the topic of relationship, there are so many subtopics, but we decided to narrow it down a little bit to a couple of things. Um, Actually, would you like to share your relationship status first? Yeah, so actually this weekend is me and my boyfriend's three-year anniversary. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like that at all, really. It feels like it flew by and I don't know. But at the same time, it's weird because I feel like I've known him my whole life, too. And I know, like, everything about him. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. So you guys started dating in college. Mm -hmm. And then now you guys are out of college and both working. So that is, like, one big, like, transitional phase that you guys got through. I feel like that stage is almost, like, one of the most rocky ones. That, entering entering college and then leaving college is always, Mm -hmm. like, those rocky ones. And so I'm very glad that you guys are 
like so so steady I think of a rock yeah (laughs) I feel like a lot of people think of us like that in terms of you know in the three years that we we dated and we know we've been talking as friends even before then it's like it's kind of crazy because we never fought before and it's crazy yeah people think like that's impossible you know but it's just when you find someone that you can communicate well with and you know you just vibe (laughs) you know we'll go more in depth about how we think people match and stuff but you know when you find someone that like syncs with you that well it doesn't surprise me that we've never fought before you know we always catch things before it becomes a problem and so I think that's really what helped us um I guess not fight in three years but you know we obviously had discussions and things like that but never anything that escalated to any problems that we thought we had in our own relationships. I think the key point there is that you guys chose to communicate through the stuff when they were still small issues Mm -hmm. before they blow up. Because I think in most scenarios, people wait and then it kind of brews and then becomes a pretty big problem to the point where like the thing that started the fight isn't even that significant, but everything yeah. underlying the fight actually is like a lot of hurt and like miscommunication and unmet expectations. And so honestly, I don't really know what a relationship like that is like. <laughs> I don't think I have it wrapped around my head that like a relationship can be like that mm-hmm. um, in my personal experience. So mm-hmm. to hear that like someone else, especially a close friend of mine has something like that, it honestly seems like so valuable. And of course you should hold on to something that like works so well for you. Mm -hmm. Especially with identifying what's the issue early on. And, you know, a lot of people would just brush it aside or even um, internalize it and just wait and say, oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal, right? But I feel like if you just talk about it and bring it up just before it's even an issue, it kind of, you know, addresses it early and you can take action before any problem even is there. But do you think like the prerequisite to bringing something up is first like accepting that there is something you want to talk about first? Because a lot of the times people don't even identify that there is like a problem, which is why they brush it off or ignore it. Like what is the, how (laughs) does one become comfortable enough to bring up problems? Like that is a more of like the mystery to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I get I get the communication part. I think everyone understands the concept of really good communication, but then not yeah. everyone can do it, right? Like most people yeah. can't do it. And I would love to know how <laughs> you became comfortable enough with him to like talk about stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like for me, especially it's more of what I've been through in previous relationships is what taught me to understand myself and how I am in a relationship. So whenever I see even like, the smallest situation and I'm like oh I know myself if I let this brew it will become very big and very messy so just kind of reflecting internally from your past relationships I think helps a lot you know after my ex before my boyfriend right now it took me two years before I even can consider having a real relationship just because I was not ready and I didn't fully process and like learn all I can from my previous relationship and by the time I met my boyfriend you know we actually both were single for two years from our exes and so I think we both had a level of self-growth and learned so much from our past relationships that like we were able to bring a lot of tools to our relationship in terms of communications obviously a you know a big one but like it takes a level of self-awareness to come to this point of if you can identify in yourself it 
helps a lot to bring it to your relationship. I couldn't agree with you more. I think like everything that you just said. And even from a distant, like um, we went to different like colleges and everything. And I wasn't with you like through college. So I wasn't with you when you were going through your growth phase and also Mm -hmm. you meeting your boyfriend now. But I felt that even from a distance, like we would catch up maybe once or twice or three times a year, I could sense Mm -hmm. like you becoming more confident in yourself, more assured of what your values were, your self-worth. And like by the time you entered the relationship, you were your full whole self. And that was really, really nice to see, especially seeing, no offense, your first relationship (laughs) in high school. Yes. Um, It was just like a really big contrast. And Mm -hmm. like, of course, we were really young when we were in high school. We're still young, but yeah, as long as we, I think, understand that there's like gradual growth Mm -hmm. and we recognize it and we do take the steps like you took the steps to be really introspective in those two years where you were kind of like cultivating your own identity and pretty much focusing on yourself. Like yeah. I know you were mm-hmm. working like really hard and setting goals for yourself and achieving those goals. And I think mm-hmm. that it speaks to where you had to be in order to feel like you were mature enough for a relationship again. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that about you, that you took the time for yourself mm-hmm. to do that so that you were, you know, like a very, very like a really good single person you know (laughs) yeah that's another thing like I got to a point where I was happy being single and I know a lot of people are like like that you're just saying that right obviously I love being in a relationship but also like being single isn't that bad if you come to terms with who you are and like what you want in life and not just from a relationship if you can be comfortable being 100%, okay, obviously you can't be 100%. Some people have insecurities and things like that. But if you're comfortable being you most of the time, that's something that is really valuable to bring to a relationship. Because, you know, that saying that one says, if you can't love yourself, how can you expect someone to love you? You know? I totally agree. I think I'm like a pretty huge advocate of the love yourself first mm-hmm. before loving other people. Yeah, we hear that everywhere, like all the time. It's so obvious sometimes, but it's like not always easy to do. I think even like loving yourself can come in different waves and phases. Like as you go through the different stages of your life, like you'll learn that new things come up and then you have to work through them. It's never like, oh, I've, I've, I love myself now and I'm done. Like it's not like yeah, there's exactly. nothing more to work on. There's always more to work on. And mm-hmm. it's just our experiences will always add to like the things that we want to look at internally. And so right now I'm single. And I think uh, for like all my life, I've been a very, very happy single person. Mm-hmm. Like it has never been my relationship status that ever made me feel insecure about things. I like maybe insecure about other things like regarding, you know, my abilities at work or like things like that, but never Mm -hmm. the fact that I didn't have a significant other, especially when I saw starting college, all my friends went into relationships within the first month, like, and those relationships lasted like two, three years. So I was single almost that entire time that my friends had their very stable, steady college relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think in those like two, three years, I learned so much about myself and I just did anything that I wanted to do and explored whatever areas I wanted to explore. And it never felt like I was defined by someone else. And that was like the thing. 
because mm-hmm. I think in college it is very easy to be defined by your friends and your cohort and even a significant other. And I felt like I could choose exactly who I wanted to be with at any yeah. time, you know? Mm-hmm. Me and my boyfriend did transition from a college relationship to now like a real, I guess a real world <laughs> relationship. It kind of scared me at first too, just because, you know, I hear all these things like, oh, big life changes. And what if he finds a job somewhere else? And what if I find a job somewhere else? It's kind of like that. But I definitely think that just being present every day, not overthinking, not thinking too far in the future and overreacting, you know, that helps a lot because I'm the type that can definitely start to have these thoughts and they'll tumble into other things and I'll start thinking about like oh 10 years down the line you know I'm definitely one of those people and like I just kind of got scared I was like oh like will we change will our dynamic change it was not as bad as people made it sound and maybe because we were lucky but just being there for each other and being present every day I think helped a lot and taking time for each other too makes a difference and especially you know like For me and my boyfriend, our love language is quality time. And so spending quality time is what made it really easy, I think. What was that like, actually, your transition? If you could be more specific that first year out, how was that whole period for you guys? Yeah, so we, uh, we obviously lived away from home in college. And then he actually graduated a little earlier than me. So he moved back home. I was still at school. And then later on, I graduated and I moved home. But then by the time that I moved home, he moved back towards our college area because he had a job there and we were never in the same place. And we still are actually not in the same place. He's still around school and I'm back at home. So, I mean, we're lucky that I only live like yeah, an hour and a half ish away from um, where he is now. So he's able to visit on the weekends and, you know, during the holidays and whatnot. So just making time and prioritizing what's important. And I know that like your relationship isn't your whole life. So if you let me know that he can't come visit, it's fine. We can just reschedule and, you know, he'll visit another weekend or something like that. It was hard in the beginning because, especially since we weren't in a pandemic (laughs) last year, I saw him less, actually. Sometimes I would only see him maybe once a month at most. It didn't feel as bad as I thought. Like, if you don't see your significant other for a long time, it kind of like, oh, like, my life routine is different, right? But, you know, I just kind of tried to establish my own routine in my own life. Um, back at home and when he'd come it'd be like a nice treat you know and I can do fun things and you know now actually with the pandemic funny enough um, I see him more often now I see him pretty much every weekend or every other weekend which is really nice mm-hmm. <laughs> but also that's because we don't see anyone else so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's why we have so much time for each other now <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks to the internet too, it makes things easier, you know, FaceTiming yeah. and, yeah. you know, just sending each other pictures of stuff we're doing throughout the day or texting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that definitely helped a lot. I think it's nice that you mentioned you guys both enjoy quality time. And mm-hmm. like, it's not just that you guys both like it. Like there are different types of quality time, different people view things differently. And for you guys to have matched on the same type of quality time that you guys prefer and almost like 
the level of it, right? Like for some Mm -hmm. people, quality time could be like a two hour hangout. And to some people, it could be a whole day. And I think it's pretty much up to the couple to figure out what works for them. And it just literally seems like you guys are both just on the same page about how much time you guys want to spend with each other. The fact that it's not like uneven, you know, is like a very, very good thing. Because even people who like say they have the same love language may not necessarily have the same perspective of that love language too. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it is down to communication. Yeah. Like in college, we basically lived together. So that's why another thing like for the transition, I was like, oh, I'm scared that like, what if it's too hard? Because we literally saw each other like every day, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, Sharon, what is your love language for a relationship? (laughs) Mine is also quality time. I think quality time and acts of service are both like tied up there. Mm -hmm. And well, at least that's what I've like Mm -hmm. had my whole life. I don't know if it's like changed recently because I don't know, these things like can change too, depending Mm -hmm. on your experiences. Yeah. Quality time is for me, it's not really anything that significant. It doesn't have to be like a super well-planned hangout. It's just truly being present. Like what you said, I think that's also probably why we are like good friends because whenever we hang out, which is only a couple times a year, like we're always really present in our conversations and whatever we choose to share, the other person is always listening. And I almost take that for granted because I have friends who all like do that, but I don't think that everyone is necessarily like that or operates the same way. So for me, it is just like, connecting through really really good talks and it's not really anything more than that like there is also quality time of when you watch a movie of course when you do activities and those are like the bonus of the quality time but I think like the underlying thing is sharing experiences with each other and like for me I love talking to my friends one-on-one so probably same goes with a significant other what I found from like previous relationships is that in the beginning it's much easier to have that because you there's so much like you want to know about them. You're like just getting to know each other and it's like exciting that kind of like chase period. But I think when you get more busy or when you guys get comfortable or when it becomes more like a routine and those things start like slowly slipping away almost to the point where like I didn't even notice that, oh, now all we're doing is watching a movie and there's like almost no more talking. Like that's kind of like that dangerous point for me. And I know how to recognize that now because yeah, I want to keep in my mind that a significant other is like a friend to me. And with any friend, I want to talk and I want to hear their thoughts and I want to hear about their day and like little things like that. So for me, now I know that I want to prioritize like conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also agree. I feel like that's why we are such good friends. Like, yeah, now that I think about it, we barely even talk or see each other which is crazy but I consider you one of my close friends because whenever we talk we catch up and I hear about everything that's going on in your life I get so excited like even this podcast I was so excited for you I had to tell literally everyone okay not everyone but you know (laughs) I wanted to tell someone I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited for her you know and like also I have a question for you so like in a relationship when you do get busy and that quality time um slips away you get less and less time how do you I guess how do you deal with that before (laughs) before I answer that um I am so appreciative of you and our friendship because like we have so much like so many years of memories together it's like 
there's nothing that can quite replace that. And I like love you to death. Anyway, thank you. So <laughs> don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. Yeah, I never do like words of affirmation. This is weird, but it's true. Like, I, I really appreciate Monica. Oh my god. Okay, we are literally the same because we don't do. We don't. Yeah, we really yeah. don't. Do this. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah. Now that I'm like a little bit flustered. <laughs> Your question was, oh, how do I manage dissipating quality time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or even how do you address it? How do you do pencil yeah. it in? Do you? Okay, so I can only really like speak from experience. Like this is what happened in a previous relationship. Um, I was definitely going through like a really, really busy period in my life where I had 10-hour work days and then I would have to go home and work at night additionally. And the only time that I had to spend with my significant other or my ex was like the weekends and even weekends, like I had work to do. So I would try to save <laughs> one day to do work and one day to not work. Honestly, it felt like I was always chasing time that we didn't have together, but also we started as semi long distance already. So we never had like a very steady like period where we were always with each other or had tons of time. We never had tons of time really. And like, maybe that's like relative to different people. Cause I know there must be very busy couples out there who do make it work. But I guess for me, I don't think, yeah, I, it really does come down to myself. Like, I don't think I prioritized the relationship as much as I did schoolwork and like my career. And like that showed because like on the days where we did have quality time, I was still like stressed, you know, and I didn't fully let go. Not to say we didn't have a very good time. Like we did have a lot of fun activities or like relaxation days where we intentionally tried to like be with one another fully. But I think also in that time of my life, I don't think I was like the most confident. And I knew that I had changed a lot since uh, I since being single. And so there were so many things that I actually didn't like grapple with in my own brain yet which basically meant that I wasn't really ready to be a girlfriend anymore like that's kind of how I see it now like looking back there were so many issues that came up mostly because I wasn't comfortable with myself anymore like I just needed some time to reflect on my own and being in a relationship instead of like giving me time to like think about those things I was more so trying to be with my significant other at the time so quality time was like not as quality as I'd liked it to be and I felt really guilty too you know like um being the more busy partner I like wanted to do things and have fun but like my situation just didn't or I didn't really let myself and I do feel like apologetic to him for having that affect our relationship you know but yeah we were like times where we did bring it up to where like um I would say oh I feel like we're not talking as much anymore or I feel like when we're doing this activity we could try to be more intentional about actually interacting instead of like passively interacting and I don't know maybe it just like didn't fully sink in for us and or we were both just so set in our ways because like I had been single for like almost five six years previous to my last relationship and for him it was the same like four six years so we were both really really comfortable being single very independent had our own friends our own lives and was like honestly flourishing and I think that we entered the relationship not really having very many expectations about what 
compromising meant. <laughs> no one really teaches you that. And so we probably could have been more understanding of each other's situations. But also, like, looking back now, it's, it's not like I regret anything. It's just that, wow, those are really good lessons learned. And I wouldn't have known otherwise. And I think that now, I like being single, I see a lot more growth after reflecting on all of those things. So, yeah, in the future, I'd like to be much more intentional with, like, quality time. And, yeah, I don't know. How do you tell that about someone? I really don't know. <laughs> I mean... I, okay, well, first of all, I definitely from the Sharon from months ago to the Sharon now, it's completely different. Like, it's so subtle, but like knowing you for so long, I can see the little changes. And like, I know, you know, it was like breaking up with someone is not the easiest thing at all. Like, it's definitely not. And it's a lot to process. And I think that you're doing a good job <laughs> because you're definitely pulling a lot away from that relationship. and you know, learning things that I, I personally think are important. And with the quality time thing, I definitely fall into the same patterns of passively spending time together, like watching something. Since me and my um, my boyfriend, we both work. So it's kind of like very routine. But yeah, my thing is, I guess, trying to find the joy in the little things. Like, I mean, we don't really cook too much anymore but like that was something that we enjoyed to do together even though oh my god he'd always say oh you're just supervising I'm doing all the cooking and I'm like I am teaching you how to cook sir <laughs> supervisors get paid more yeah so <sighs> exactly but um yeah I just think that finding joy in the little things and you know yeah I feel like <laughs> passive um you know hanging out like watching stuff is not terrible <laughs> could mm -hmm. there could be better quality time out there but um for now I think it's it's cool to watch something that you're both interested in and like being immersed in something together um you know I found joy in that even though I agree it's kind of like passive quality time but with the situation I feel like that's kind of all we have right now and yeah, no, and I think that's a little bit different because you have been dating for like years now and you guys had more than enough experiences to really solidify your understanding of each other. And for you guys, it probably doesn't feel like you're constantly chasing after quality time that you don't have. And the only person who can really tell you what is lacking or not lacking in your relationship is only yourself and the other person who's in it with you so if you both feel like there isn't something lacking you know then there isn't really a problem with it I also I, feel like with the finding something that's lacking in a relationship it well I think personally has to do with comparing to other relationships I feel like that's an issue that definitely could have come up because you know our relationship isn't perfect but it's perfect for us because it just works for us. And um, obviously we see other couples, even in the pandemic, um, going out, traveling, going to parties and whatever, right? And we're just like, okay, yeah, that would be fun, but we're choosing to spend our time together in this way because this is what makes us happy. And, you know, not comparing and seeing like, oh, this couple's like this in their stage of their life. And, mm -hmm. you know, we even have friends that are married and engaged and kind of crazy because we're so young, but like, 
obviously each relationship could improve in different ways, but we're at a point where we know our relationship best to know what's wrong, what's missing, uh, what we can improve on, and not look to other relationships to find things that are better in their relationship and bring it back to ours and say, oh, we're lacking this. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. It is really, really common, especially in our age range, like Mm -hmm. couples are everywhere. And then not just in real life, but social media. And I, I haven't really thought about that too much, but you do bring up a really, really good point. And I'm sure I've like subconsciously done that before, just because a lot of my friends are in relationships and like naturally you start talking about these things with them. And yeah, it is really, really important. It's like pretty hard not to compare just like in general. Um, but it probably starts with thinking about what you want and like trying to be more introspective about everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't see an issue with wanting your relationship to be at a certain point, but I find it an issue when you're trying to replicate another relationship and trying to chase after what other people have in their relationship. You know what I mean? Like that, that I think can cause problems, but it doesn't hurt to have goals for your relationship and, you know, but yeah, definitely comparing and trying to have something that you don't have comparing to other people. It's, I think a recipe for failure. <laughs> oh, and you mentioned like in it for the long run. So when you first entered or like, what are your views on entering like a relationship and intentions? Cause for me personally, I am someone who I'm very like in the moment because I just have this like very strong reminder in the back of my brain that a lot of things are bound to change, especially when we're young. I'm like always changing can't really predict where I'm going to be in like a year, five years, 10 years. So when I think about relationships, for me, it's about enjoying the company for who they are at this moment. And as long as it brings happiness and like hopefully growth to both parties, like that to me is already worth pursuing. And I understand the school of thought where you have to see someone as a long-term partner in order to pursue the relationship but I think how my brain works, like I can't quite wrap my head around that. And I would probably never <laughs> settle down with someone if that was the requirement because I can't guarantee anything. So what what are your thoughts? I mean, I feel like we, I was definitely in the same boat as you because after um, my ex, I was single for two years and I have dated people during that time and obviously nothing amounted to it. It was just kind of, you know, casual dating because I was at a point where I couldn't be with someone long term and so even when I met my boyfriend we were friends and I wasn't ready for a relationship I was like oh no like I can't and I think he I think he was more interested than okay yeah (laughs) he was more interested than I was so he actually I friend zoned him (laughs) because during the time I single I couldn't see myself with anyone long term either it was kind of something foreign to me and I was like I'm changing so much people are changing so much how can I know that I can grow with someone for the long term even after college even into our careers growing old you know wow there goes my overthinking but like (laughs) it was just something foreign to me I didn't think that I can even find someone in college just because of you know, the culture of college boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I and dating around made me realize that I didn't know college boys were like that until I dated college boys. And then I was like, wow, 
I can't see anyone long term, you know, it was ingrained in my head. So when I first met my boyfriend, I was not ready for a relationship. I was like, no, 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 like, no. I had a feeling he liked me. And I think at the time I liked him too, but I was like, we're just friends. And we we were friends for, I want to say, like almost six months before we started dating. Yeah, we hung out quite often and things like that. And then it just kind of naturally happened. We spent more time together. And granted, it wasn't a group, but it just felt right, <laughs> I guess. And that's, I know people say that all the time. You just know it feels right. But like, it kind of is like that. And spent more and more time with him and then things advance and we're like oh like maybe we should talk about this <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. there's some unsaid feelings here and yeah that's kind of how it happened we were just really good friends first when we kind of addressed that something could be more we started taking each other seriously not that we didn't before but you know when you're a friend you don't take someone seriously in terms of like relationship getting to know their morals and stuff you know mm-hmm. there's no pressure with friends yeah exactly it's and in, in college you study with people we studied a lot yeah. together and got food that's very casual and not like oh you're tied down for life so once we kind of addressed it, we took each other seriously and started talking more, learning more about each other and our our past and what we want for our future. And everything kind of lined up. And the way we communicated, there was no red flags. And the way we you know, hung out, spent time together, there was no red flag. Everything was enjoyable. And we kind of progressed naturally from there. And like, I don't know, there was just a point in our relationship that was kind of like, I can't see myself with anyone else. And it's kind of crazy, especially thinking of like high school, Monica. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know, Sharon. I was, woo, um, a lot of growth. Yes, a lot of growth from that. But, you know, now I'm at a point where like, even if I see someone that checks all the boxes, I don't think I would even bat an eye to them. I would just be like, okay, homie, friend. You know, it's just that security that you have with someone really just seals the deal for you. And like another thing that I think really seals the deal is trust. Yeah, trust is a big one. Yeah. So you would say your mindset just gradually changed over the course of your friendship slash relationship. And it wasn't forced. It was just what it was. Yeah. And we definitely you know, put no pressure on each other. We kind of just went with the flow. And that's, you know, the best way possible. I feel like not labeling things too early, even though we, okay, we kind of got in a relationship a little faster than (laughs) expected, but it's just that everything felt so natural. That's why it was so natural. We're like, if we're not already boyfriend, girlfriend at this point, what are we, you know? Yeah. Nothing was forced. It kind of just happened. And we were always on the same page. And like, after being in the relationship, even for like a year, I'd say, I already saw a lot of growth in myself and even him, even though I think a relationship of just a year, year and a half is very new still. Like you can, there's so much more to learn. And even now, three years in, I feel like there's so much more, so much growth, so much everything, right? But, you know, after a short amount of time, in my opinion, I felt like we were growing together and figuring out our futures together and it just kind of just went together you know (laughs) yeah I think more important than labels is really just intentions and feelings so Mm -hmm. you don't like have to label it if you both feel 
any type of way or you can label it if you feel any type of way it's not really like anyone else's place to say what is or is not appropriate mm-hmm. yeah i can't tell you what the secret formula is for knowing that it's a long term of not it's just kind of you just know <laughs> yeah there are so many things about life that are just like you somehow just know <laughs> but no one will tell you how you know yeah mm-hmm. maybe that's like the whole point of life is just like figure it out by yourself yeah no it's all good though because I'm like not really trying to know slash not really looking for a relationship and it's all just good mental notes to have but like yeah I'm not ever really like pining to know those things either because like whatever will happen will happen yeah exactly it's fine no need to I feel like oh everyone says this too man I hate myself right now like everyone said when you're not looking you'll find them and I'm like when I was saying I was like that is stupid I was like that is not true I gotta be looking out here for my mans okay like I was looking and then after I was like I gave up I was like okay I'm just gonna be single for forever and then yeah kind of was like that I wasn't looking and then I found him and I was like oh man why are people right about these things yeah I know so weird and then when I tell people they're like oh of course you're gonna say you sound like yeah you sound like quote books but i know cliches are cliches for a reason it's just because they're true i know yeah i didn't believe them before i think that was good (laughs) i think that was good too (laughs) i learned a lot about my relationship (laughs) he did actually it's kind of a lot of things that like i never talk to anyone about like not even like any other of my close friends maybe my sister a little bit but not even I guess I never had to think about it it's just kind of something that I knew and like these things just kind of like live in your brain right yeah Yeah, that's the nice thing about like the podcast I think is even though we're talking if we talked without the podcast there would probably be a lot of things that we could leave out and still understand about each other but then we like don't fully get into it them and then yeah exactly and go into like exactly what it means but this is like a way to just like reorganize things that are floating around in your brain mm-hmm. yeah and then share them with the world <laughs> literally everyone oh God, you're gonna blow up and be big Sherry. oh yeah no, i was just about to say though but don't worry because everyone's very few people <laughs> Can you see, like, how many people listen to your podcast? Uh, I can see, like, the ballpark. I don't know how accurate it is. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We'll see if I show this to my boyfriend. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to laugh the whole time. Is this really what you think of us? <laughs> he's like, you got that story wrong. I was not in the friend zone. Or, uh, he can tell me what he thinks about our episode. Yeah, I will definitely bring back the feedback. Ugh, you know, you know, I we're both not like that mushy type. Yeah, and like, yeah, when I talk to him about it, I'm the same way. Like, don't talk about your feelings. <laughs> Very like matter of fact stuff, right? Whatever yeah, and about. yeah, and then he's kind of like that too. Sometimes he's like, Ugh, "You're so mushy," and I'm like, I know. But then, yeah, if he listens to this, he's gonna feel so grossed out and like, "Oh my god." I've learned to just embrace the mushy stuff sometimes. Like whenever it happens, it'll happen. I know it's like cringy, but then I don't hate on it anymore. I probably used to hate on it a lot more than I needed to. Oh, yes. Back then you were very like, I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> a brick wall. No feelings. <laughs> so this episode's coming out after um, my solo episode. In my solo episode, I like try to talk a little bit more about what I used to be like and then how I've sort of changed. So... Yeah, yeah, here you guys hear it again. First hand from Monica. I used to be like no emotions on the outside. I can attest for all of that probably. Yeah. They could see this relationship side of you. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to share or I wasn't really sure where this episode was going. Mm-hmm. But in the whole goal of trying to be more like raw with everything instead of having a bunch of walls up relationships are another aspect of life and like this whole podcast is just about anything in life so it's probably bound to come out sometime anyway <laughs> break down those walls Sharon yeah. maybe this was juicy to some people <laughs> maybe, <laughs> oh, give me the tea no no tea there's no tea here yeah no tea we only drink water <laughs> yeah. and boba we only drink water and boba here but boba's tea so I mean ah, uh, you're right there's some tea. <laughs> There's tea, but like non gossip. Piping hot tea. Yeah. yeah, we just do like iced tea here. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. We're just <sighs> crazy. So, yeah, I am very, very thankful that I have this high school friendship to not only like reminisce on, but it just shows me how much like people can grow in life. It is humbling. Like, I never thought we would be here, like, nine years ago. I know. We were in the same PE class. (laughs) Or lunch period. (laughs) When we used to take naps on the floor (laughs) outside. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I feel really exposed. Naps outside on the cement every day. Ants on the floor, that's fine. Let's sleep on the floor, it's fine. Yeah. Those are good days, though. I know. Yeah, thank you for talking with me. Like, really, really, we talked for quite a bit of time. I think a lot of it was good insight for the both of us to hear our own thoughts out loud and then to learn more about each other. It's a very comfortable space, you know? Yeah. I also feel like, again, we only saw each other really caught up a few times a year. So, you know, your relationships, they came and left so fast in my eyes Mm -hmm. just because of the nature of our friendship. But this gave me more insight to what it really was like for you during those times in the middle of, you know, I heard the beginning and then I heard the ending. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It gave me the meat of it all, you know, and I'm like, because I saw the growth after, but I know now what caused the growth. When you said meat, I was like, yeah, that's the pulp. Like, that's the pulp of life. Anyway, you're more than welcome to join me on another episode. I would love to have you. And I know that, like, we always have things to talk about, just being the people we are. So we will be a next time. Yeah, this was definitely a more personal topic. I mean, a lot of the topics I talk about are personal. But this is, like, personal in a different way. So I'm glad we got to explore it in this episode. Thank you for joining me, Monica. Of course. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.